0: Hey there, welcome to the Seeking After Him podcast, a podcast all about getting to know Jesus through the testimony of His Word and through other Christians. Pull up a seat and make sure you're cozy as we dive into today's episode. Without further ado, here's your host, Abby. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Seeking After Him podcast. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Abby and I'm so honored and excited that you are here tuning into another episode with me today. I am pumped because we have Jeannie here um, who's a good friend of mine who's going to come on just to share a little bit of a testimony that she has in regards to the Holy Spirit and the way the Holy Spirit worked in her life and really the first taste of the Holy Spirit in her life. And so. before I just like dive into any more, Jeannie, why don't you just say hi to everyone and just kind of give us an introduction of who you are.
1: Well, hello everyone. I am so um, honored to be here as um, a guest of honor and to share God's love. And um, I'm living here in Dyersville, but I kind of grew up in Guttenberg and um, just I find myself surrounded by lovely, um, godly people. And um, just excited to be on this next journey with God
0: yeah awesome awesome thanks for sharing that Jeannie okay so why don't we just dive into a little bit of like your faith testimony like how you said that you were in love with God how did you get to that point what was the point that really was like the tipping point of like just you getting into your relationship with Jesus all
1: right well I will have to say that you know I'd given I I feel like God wooed me in as a young teenager I, I asked my mom where I should go to church because my parents weren't going to church at the time. And um, went to church, went to youth, got confirmed. And then after high school, I was like a youth leader, but then I kind of drifted away. Um, after my divorce, it was hard for me to divorce. I didn't believe in divorce, but it was really hard on me because I so loved my husband that it was really, really hard. And so I kind of got broken and I kind of walked away from the Lord. He never let go of me, but I kinda let go of him. And then I was living for myself. I was living selfishly, I was having fun. I was, um, being a mom and being a single mom, it was very tough, it was, I felt a lot of condemnation, which does not come from God. But like, some of the, being a single parent and having to be the tough love, I love my son so much that I wanted him to be successful some of the choices maybe that he made was hard on me as a parent. I I am more of a coddler and I had to be, it broke me to become the parent I needed to be. It really like broke my spirit because it wasn't, I had to be somebody different, you know, and, but by the grace of God, he is successful and doing well. Um, and God has shown up and answered so many of the prayers that um, I lifted him up to. But it was a dark time in my life because I felt like a bad parent. I felt, I think God was kind of showing me that I was living myself, living for Jeannie. And I don't know if it was God as much as the world was draining me. And then all of a sudden I was listening to these lies of Satan. I was listening like I had hardly any debt, but Satan was lying to me and saying, you got so much debt, like you're never gonna make it out of this. My family's very successful, we've really learned, we have a lot of love in our family, but you work hard and you play hard, but you enjoy life. And I just think that I was listening to the lies of Satan, like you're, you know, you got medical bills, you're not gonna make it, and you're a bad mother, and just, you know, everything was cu- culminating, and I was believing it. And they weren't true after the fact, and after I came out of it. I realized those were all lies from Satan trying to bring me down because I think he knew God had a plan for me. Or I think he knew I was anointed. I don't know what the deal was, but I know that it was a dark time. And I didn't think I could live. And so I did try to commit suicide. I put myself in a car and I wrote a letter to God asking for his forgiveness and for my son for forgiveness. well, it didn't work. It was unsuccessful. When they took me by ambulance to the, doc, to the hospital, they said that um, my levels were so, carbon monoxide levels were so high, they didn't think I'd make it, and that I'd be paralyzed, and that it had brain damage, and that they needed to airlift me to a hyperbaric chamber, and I was sitting. Did I want to do that? And I said, I had to give them permission, and I said I couldn't give them permission because I didn't want to be there. And the doctor said, well, there's a reason that I'm here because nobody with this kind of levels would even be alive. So I'm making that decision. And um, he set me on the plane and I just had to go. And then I had to sit in that chamber. And when I came out, I have a very loving family. Every one of them were there. And um, the nurse was like, your family's here to see you. And I was like, I didn't want to see them because I was embarrassed of what I did. But I... I was ashamed I still did not want to be on this earth and so I was still not and I think I walked around like that for a good two years and so um, later to find out that night my sister who is also a very strong Christian was got woken up that night in the middle of the night and was turned on her praise music and the Holy Spirit had her praising God just non-stop all night. And she didn't know why she was praising God, but she was in battle for my life and didn't know it at the time. And she didn't share that with me right away. But So I walked around um, quite just empty, I would say, you know, still listening to Satan and not... I knew God loved me, but I wasn't ready to receive it. And I started going down. My niece was going through a time um, in that uh with her relationship with her husband and i started going down to be with her and going to her church and i fell in love with like i wanted to be there every weekend to go to her church go to her church go to you know like i wanted to be with her too and and i got to be there when noah was born and then i just went to church and one day this song came on i'll never know how much it costs to see my sins upon the cross and i was standing with my niece and the Holy spirit just in me started bawling and I had to like walk out, but I could feel his presence and I could feel like he knew I was carrying that burden around. Yeah. And I wrote down that I wanted to talk with the pastor and went in and talked to the pastor. And he's like, you know, I don't know if you've forgiven yourself. He goes, you asked God to forgive. And he's like, he forgave you from as far as the east is to the west. But I don't know if you've forgiven yourself. And that day when I prayed with him and I forgave myself, truly forgave myself, is when the Holy Spirit came alive in me. And I just decided to, the, he told me, like, I'm not here, like you needed to die to self so I could get you. And, and so my whole life changed. And, and I'm gonna tell you, everybody who knows me knows it changed and it changed for the better. And, and, the, and so then God took me to a weekend retreat, it's called Curcio and I was covered by love and prayer. And, 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 that weekend was, um, what I call is my wedding with God, because I really got in tune with him. It's a big, it was a big educational, but you also get the love from everybody else. And then, and then after that, I was in like three studies, I went through a discipleship. Um, with some great women, two women, and then I was in Bible studies, and then all of a sudden it was on my heart to go. I had inherited some money from my dad, and I wanted to just give money, because I wanted to give money. And the Holy Spirit kept saying, no, just go. I want you to go. God wanted me to go. And I'm like, go on, the mission trip. Go on a mission trip to Honduras. And I had heard the speaker talk, and I talked with him, and, and I thought, oh, I wanted, you know. Yeah. And so... I ended up not telling many people. I told my mom and my son at first like would you guys at Christmas be all right with me doing this you know that's been placed on my heart. I wanted to make sure that um, they were gonna both be all right with it and they said they would be fine with it and then um, I didn't I told a few select people you know like right. and then and then I let it out that I was going because it wasn't something that I got money from people. My niece was my greatest supporter. Like I, we had it set up so she could transfer me money from my account, and then, like her kids, donated a whole bunch of stuff for it because I went to an orphanage. So what I did was I flew over for to be in an orphanage, and I'm gonna tell you, I've never felt the presence of God. He called me to do this, and and I, I'll tell you a sneak little peek of my sister did a lot of missions to Russia, and in my mind back when she was doing this. I was thinking wow she it i never spoke it i never said it to her and i always supported her but i just thought wow i could never do that like i could not go to another country and do this so be careful what you tell yourself and god because he has a sense of humor because when i got called to honduras i knew it wasn't something i could turn away from and i kind of chuckled with him because he knew my heart like i thought she was crazy for going to, there right. and and here he is sending me and so i told him okay god if you're sending me you got to be next to me on the airplane literally there was a seat empty on all the flights that i went on
0: oh my god
1: and i had my bible on, with me and literally the plane would be full and the seat next to me would be completely empty so i knew he was traveling with me and it was just what I call my honeymoon with God. I where it was an in depth twenty-four seven um six month honeymoon. And where I really got to get to know God. And you were there for six
0: months. Six
1: months. I did Holy three wow. months with a orphanage. And then I did like two and a half months with it's called um World Gospel Outreach. I met them when I had gone to um I had to extend my visa because you can only get a three-month and then you have to extend it. So I had to go back there and I heard somebody speak in English because really there was nobody over in Honduras speaking English. It was just very rare. Right. And I have lots of great stories, but the one story that really sticks out is um, the Holy Spirit. And what I was doing is back then they didn't have podcasts and we didn't have Facebook, but I would send an email back to a whole bunch of people. And um, I had gone from the orphanage to working with the, each week a different church would come over. It was every denomination. I worked with Lutheran, Catholic, Methodist, non-denomination, you know, Baptist. Every, you would see every church. And um, we were going to very poor communities. And so you could tell when the Holy Spirit was gonna be really present when there was a big movement going on because we would always come up against spiritual warfare. Not that every week wasn't great, but some weeks were even just more impactful. Right. Well, this day when we were getting ready to go on the bus and go to this community, you know, we just all got, you get loaded up, you make your breakfasts and get on the bus. And I got there and realized I forgot my water. And you can't really go out in these communities because some of them are very unsafe. And so I would have to take somebody with me from the church, from our a guy, To go next door to get some water because you drinking water there's scarce too and they sell it like in bags and so i was like hey i need to go get some water because you're figuring you're in like a 110 degree church and it's great and the holy spirit is present but i was like i need to go next door and he's like really and i was like yeah and we just got there and i said i forgot my water so we go next door and he goes with me after we get everything set up And it's basically a store in front of a home. So like it's a one, one, one house, one room house, but then in the front of it, they just have water, different things that they can sell. And I got there and I seen got my bag of water. And then I seen all these bags of rice and something inside of me, the still small voice said, buy all that rice and take it out into the community. And so I was like, oh, here, I grabbed in my back pocket and I gave $5, America money. And I said, I need all that rice. And the guy's like, what are you doing? I thought we came here for water. The and guy I, who is your the guy who was like much. pretty much my bodyguard, awesome. he's like, well, I thought he came here to get water. And I said, well, I did, but something we need to give this rice out to the community. He's like, what do you mean? I said, I just feel like I'm supposed to take this rice into the community. It's like okay, and so we go, and I get, I buy all the rice that's there. Lo and behold, like you know, you don't usually carry around money either, and so I was really surprised that I had the money in my pocket. So we're walking down, and when I'm talking about poor, I'm talking about these people lived on a dollar a week,
0: an American dollar,
1: American dollar a week is what they would survive off of, yeah. and. I have a picture still of this day, but, the, so we would go and I'd give a bag of rice to, you know, it was kind of like walking through a block, but these are like dirt homes, you know what I mean? They're, and you're giving a bag of rice, giving a bag of rice, and and all of a sudden when I came to my last one, it was this lady with five children wow. and she came out and she said, this is not from you. So, so you know, the interpreter was interpreting. So the guy that was with me walking, my bodyguard could speak English and Spanish. And so this woman came out and I, and when I gave her the bag of rice, she's like, all you children get out there and give her a hug. And then he, she said to me, this is not from you. I have been praying all morning to God, knowing he was going to provide for me. And this is from God. This is not from you. This rice is from God. And I was like, wow. And I just was in awe of God at that time because I didn't know why I was buying the rice. And I didn't know why I was handing it out. And it was the last bag of rice that I had. Wow. And so all the kids came out and I got to get a picture with her and the little children. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me again. That still small voice said, you got $5 in your back pocket, get it out and give it to her. And I said I do because I thought I just spent all my money on the rice that I didn't know I had so I reached in my back pocket and there was a five dollar bill and I said okay I'm supposed to give this to you to buy eggs and milk for your children and she just started bawling and I'm talking she was weeping in the holy spirit and and she said it again this isn't from you this isn't your from you that she kept reiterating that She had been praying that this was a gift from God, that he's answering her prayer. And I was like, wow. And so I went back. We had to go back. And he's like, we got to get going, you know. And I'm like, okay. And we gave each other a hug. I gave her the $5. And so you know how much that $5 to her is. It's a little to us in America. But to them, it could provide for those. God provided for those. And and he didn't provide in a little way. That manna. Was manna probably for a month for them, wow. and and so um, sometimes you, that still small voice is how God showed me the Holy Spirit, because sometimes we can hear that still small voice, and I think in the beginning when I had my relationship with Him, I didn't quite understand it, the Holy Spirit, right. and I think He wanted to get, He wanted me to know Him on a deeper level, because right. you know it's God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, right. so He's all all of them. But he was like, okay, Jeannie, I'm taking you for a ride now. Right. And, and so when, since I've been back, you know, I've listened to that still small voice, but you listen to it, sometimes you're like, okay, is this you, God, or is it me? Right. And so, you know, he just really wants to take, I believe, everybody on that journey. And he wants to get close to everybody that way. Yeah. Because I believe that Holy Spirit is his way of walking with you on a daily and that's where you get to talk to him and and he can be your best friend he's also my husband he's he's my all-in-all like you know like he is my greatest provider and he's my best friend and he's been there and I want to tell you something that when I surrendered my life and I gave it over when I stopped living for Jeannie and I decided okay every day I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna give what I got to the Lord you know, some of my family will be like, Jeannie, you give so much. Like, quit giving. And I'm probably the poorest person in my family. Not that I'm poor because I know I'm the richest. But I know that God has put it in me. Like, because my mom will say, Jeannie, you got to just quit doing this. You know, I can't help it. I have a heart that just likes to give, right. give, give, yeah. give. I think I would give everything just so that it's who I am. Yeah. It, but it's who God is through me. Now, was I ever this way before? Probably not as much, no. Mm-hmm. It's something God has done to me. So when people say, Jeannie, don't do this, it's really, I'm like, I, I can't not do it. So when God comes in you and you start getting to know him, and I'm going to tell you my nieces, um, Jennifer, then she was like my greatest advocate when I was over there in Honduras and I would come back and and she was in church and it was... You know, I had a really strong church connection, and and I just want to say that I have my my family, all of them. Um, after that had happened, I would never ever want to tell anybody. If you're out there and you're hurting, and you think that you want to take your life, just know that those are from Satan. It's a lie from Satan, and that God has something good and big planned for you, and that don't listen to the lies and if you are listening to the lies ask god to cover your because the only thing satan can do is to take those fiery darts and throw them at you and if you put on the armor of god ephesians 6 is you put that armor on he can he cannot penetrate your brain that's the only thing satan can do is use your past knows what bothers you he knows what can get you upset But I want you to know that God's plans are good God's plans are faithful and he loves everybody even the biggest sinner as much as he loves me he doesn't love anybody anymore or any less and he's there for you and so I just want you to know if you're lost if you're sad if Satan somehow and just so you know don't be afraid that these lies are coming and know them for what they are that's a lie get out of my brain Start taking every thought captive because what he's trying to do is bring you down that way. Reach out. Um, I tell you right now, your family, um, anybody that you can reach out to, I feel like the Holy Spirit is just so wanting you to know that you're loved. You're loved and God is greater, God is bigger.
0: Amen. Wow, Jeanine, thank you so much for sharing that. You shared so much. I was, I'm over here taking notes because of all the things that the Holy Spirit just downloaded on you. And, I mean, I can't reiterate what you just said enough, that last part, with, um, you know, the lies. It's so easy for us to hear lies from the enemy. And that's why it's so important for us to be in the Word of God on a daily basis basis all the time throughout the day to remind ourselves of the truths that God has for us and and like you said putting on the helmet of salvation to protect our ears from you know hearing those little fiery darts from the enemy because I mean it can happen so fast like you can be driving down the road and all of a sudden like you have like that thought like oh what if I just jerk my wheel and you know get into the other side. And if I wouldn't
1: have had my sister at a young age tell me take those thoughts captive take those thoughts captive you need to be in community you need to have people walking beside you. You can't do this life on by yourself. You have to do it in community of other Christians and God will surround you. I just see what God has done in this town in Dyersville and how I was crying out like, okay, Lord, I need Christians. I need them. And he has blessed me, but you need them too. Everybody needs them. You can't walk through this life alone. Make sure you surround yourself with those powerful, Christian friends that can lift you up, that can um, see the spirit in you, that's God in you, but that you can also, iron sharpens iron. Yeah. It's so true.
0: Amen. But it
1: keeps you alive and on fire.
0: Yeah, that's so true. That's so good. That's so good. I, and I was in the same boat too. I remember praying, God, would you surround me with Women who can help me and pray for me and, and teach me and lead me and and I'm blessed now with a community for that too. So it's really fun when you get to like look back at like how you know you you feel so alone sometimes and then all of a sudden like you get to look at the community that all of a sudden like is surrounding you and you're like wow God you were really providing in that season. So like it's so cool how God does that. Um, I was taking notes like I said and so I really just like want to like touch on some of the things that um, that kind of like came to me as you were talking about it. And I love when you first were talking about on your journey of getting to know God, how you said that God never let go of me, but I let go of him. And I think that's so true because when when we're in the palm, it's, it tells us like when we're in Jesus' hand, no one can pluck us away from it and no one can snatch us from it. And I feel like that's so true in the sense that oftentimes we are in God's hand. And when we give our life to God, like we are in his hand and though we may wander, like he never lets go of us. We might turn around and, you know, try to drift away ourselves, but like he always comes back after us. It's like, you know, the shepherd that goes after the after the last the lost sheep. And so I think that was such a cool reminder of like how God likes provision and he brought you back and like look at like you had to go through that season. I almost feel like in order to have grasped the love that you have for God right now.
1: Definitely. And I also had to empty myself of Mm -hmm. myself and like because I was really living life for Jeannie and I was really listening to every lie that Satan wanted to tell tell me. I believed it, you know, and um, the one thing how I think of it is how a, a mother or parent will grab a child's arm. And that's how I felt. It was like he had my arm. And I might've been trying to tug away from him, but how that parent will like, okay, you're here. You're staying here. You're not going anywhere. We're gonna talk about this. We're gonna get through this. You know, I know it's hard, but we're gonna do this. And that's kind of how it was. It was like, he had a hold of my arm as I was trying to tug away in all these different directions. And he was like, Jeannie, sit, like, Mm -hmm. come here, sit down. You know, like a parent loves you. Like a parent loves you, God loves you. And he almost loves you. He does love you more than your parent. Yeah. But he's a compassionate. He doesn't force himself on you. He just lets you know, like, okay, you try to do what you want to do, but you're not going to be happy. Yeah. You're not going to get any satisfaction. You know, it's going to be empty. You're going to be, in, you know, everything you're going to try to do. And and not that life isn't hard. God, I don't believe, I don't believe... I tried. People will say, well, God never gives you more than you can handle. That's a lie. I don't. That's not in the Bible. So that's another thing. Don't hold on to those lies. Know the truths of the Bible, because I do believe that God doesn't necessarily give us the bad things in our life. What happens is bad is going to happen. He says there are going to be hard times. I will walk through them or carry you. He never says, You know, he says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. Mm. He never says, I'll never give you more than you can handle. He's going to say, I'm going to help you through them. Mm. Because sometimes I think there's a lot of lies out there too. And we have to remember God's truths. And once you're in the Bible and you read his word, you stand on his word. You stand on it. and, And
0: that's what helps you through the hard and tough times. Amen. So all, yeah, amen to all of that. It's so so true, and and it's a it's a thing that I have to be reminded of myself every day. Mm-hmm. You know, like it doesn't matter how I feel like it doesn't really matter how new you are in your journey with God or how mm-hmm. long you've been in that journey right. with God. It's it's something that you need to be reminded of every day, and I can testify that for myself. um
1: Did I answer your question?
0: You did. You did <laughs> I'm like I don't even know what asked. <laughs> you did answer the question. That was really good. um and I'm just gonna go r- yeah. kind of run down through some of these. But I, when you were telling your story, I love the part. I mean, I don't love that you had to walk through the hard thing that oh, you right. walked through. But I think it's amazing how the Holy Spirit works with like you know people who are really attuned to it. The fact that your sister woke up in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. like and just felt this urge to to praise and worship God, and and really at the she didn't even know that you were battling through obviously a very hard struggle of you know spiritual warfare and so i think it's amazing how the holy spirit works and moves And, and again talking about having community it's it's like when you have that community of people that can, like, who are in tune with the Holy Spirit and, you know, or or even vice versa. If God lays someone on your heart, mm-hmm. you know, to reach out to, to or to check in on, it's like that has a specific purpose. And you don't know maybe what that person's walking through at that moment, but there's a specific person. And so when you tell, talk about the Holy Spirit being a still small voice in your head, it, it's sometimes I feel like you can hear the Holy Spirit and it's like, you, it, it's almost like quick and it's like, did I hear that right? Or, was that, or that, was that of you, God, like you talked about? And, and it's like God, God pricks our hearts, you know, um, to be able to be a vessel, like be used as a vessel to empty ourselves and, again, being like, Lord, use me for whatever it is.
1: Well, it's funny you said that because, you know, as I've gotten to know the Holy Spirit a little bit more, the, like one time the Holy Spirit had put on my heart a friend in town in Guttenberg when I was living there on the island, and I called her, and she's like, why did you call me? Like, because I really feel like, Jeannie, you call, like, my dad just had a stroke and this and wow. that. And and I, and I was put on her, she was put on my heart, and I was able to pray with her. And, wow. And so I think once you get to know the Holy Spirit and you get to know your walk with God, it's those little things. And it's God being able to work through you,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: because, it, again, it wasn't me calling her. God wanted her to feel loved. Yeah. God wanted her to feel at peace, like God's in control. And God wanted her to know that God was in control. Like, even though she's going through this hard time, I'm with you. You know, I might not make it all better, but I'm going to be with you through it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And actually, I, I was um, I was just reading the Bible here this morning, and I was actually led to Acts chapter 1, verse 8, and it reminds me so much of, of that. Like, how you say, like, you know... Um, like it's not you calling, it's it's God right it's God wanting that person to feel loved. And so in Acts one eight it talks and it says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes to you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of all the earth. And it talks about like what really struck to me was like the fact that when you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit and when it comes on you, you like we become witnesses to God. Mm-hmm. Like we're just we're just His the vessel. store or the vessel. Yeah. Yeah, exactly how we're just the vessel for that to be able to impact the world and how we we can become that light for God. And I think that's like the coolest part about the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. And I also loved what you said too is like, you know, God the Father, God the Son, but we oftentimes forget about mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit and how when you were talking about, you know, how Honduras is really like your honeymoon with God and how like that was, and I think about a honeymoon with, you know, a spouse Mm -hmm. and it's like really on your honeymoon, that's when you get to experience that intimacy. And that's when you really get to experience like the fullness of your spouse, Mm -hmm. you know, for the first time. And so it's like when you really get to dive in and experience the fullness of who God is in all three aspects—it's like that's like the beautiful thing. And so when you get to know the Holy Spirit and hear that still small voice and how it talks to you, or how He talks to you—it's like that's when you get to experience the fullness of, of God. And how amazing it is when you you have the experience like you had in Honduras, where you gave a family rice and you were like you were just the vessel that God can use, and how fulfilling that is. It's like wow, Lord, thank you for letting me experience that. You know, right.
1: and know that. You know, that's, I believe, what we're called to do. That's when we can be used by God when it's not us and it's Him. Mm. So, you know, when God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we're living in a time, in such a time not everybody had that right to, to have the Holy Spirit. Right. So we're very fortunate that we have the Holy Spirit, even though times are hard. We have to remember that we have a gift from God that a lot of people didn't have. Right. You know, we're back living in the, the Old Testament. Back in the yeah. Old Testament days, mm-hmm. they didn't have. And so lucky are we to have, be able to call upon it and get to know it. And, you know, a lot of people say you're not married. And I know my family would love to see me no more than to have a spouse. And I would love no more. But I'll tell you, I have the best. Yeah. I have the best until I'm given a, one on this earth. I do have the best spouse there is.
0: Yeah. Amen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Actually, I was just, I was just like thinking, I couldn't remember what Bible verse it is, but where Paul talks, I think it might be in one of Paul's letters that he writes. I can't remember which one it is, but Paul talks about like, you know, like I wish you were like me and like your spouse. Cause he talks about how his spouse is really Jesus and how mm-hmm. his love, you know, when you, when you are in that situation where you're single, mm-hmm. like you are so focused on God. And like, sometimes when you're in a marriage, it gets a little more complicated because yes, your folk, main focus is Jesus, but then you also have to attend to your spouse. So like, that's where Paul was writing. Like, I wish you were all like me, but I understand that some of you might struggle with maybe sexual immorality or you a desire mm-hmm. to have a spouse. And so he's like, I understand that. And so it's good for you to be married. And so I think that that's such a cool experience that you're walking through right now is like, is that true, like full desire, attention towards God. So I think that's so cool. And I think I'll tell you, I'll be honest, you know,
1: when, when I do have other people in my life, God is a jealous God. Yeah. He wants your attention. And I know that sometimes it's easy for us to get distracted by our spouse, by things in this world. Yes, And so keeping the focus on God and other people, keeping God first in your life is so important. He wants that. He wants that. And so I think that, you know, I may not ever get that chance To have it because, you know, I understand that I need to keep God first. And and I'm okay with that. And I am okay with, you know, whatever God has for me. Right. The plans. I I know His plans are good. Amen. And I want to be in His will.
0: Amen. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. All right. One of the other last probably things is that I just love how you were talking about how, like, God helps you die to yourself and to, like, loosen the grip on worldly things. And when I think the part of your testimony that really struck that chord with me was when you were talking about, you know, how you have such a giving heart and sometimes your family's like, or people will tell you, you know, be careful, like protect yourself. And I think it's so beautiful. I think there are ebbs and flows of, you know, making sure that we're praying, you know, just because Before God, we do it. you know, just because we're, we can do something doesn't mean, I mean that we're, we're called to. to it. Right. And so I think there's there's definitely seasons with it, but I love your heart and just being like, Lord, just use me.
1: Well, that's one thing I need to touch on. I'm glad you brought this up. This is the Holy Spirit. Because when he sent me to Honduras, the first missions I was with, um, with the orphanage, I will not mention its name. But God, since I was wanting to just send money and not go, the reason why he sent me was because it wasn't a Christian, even though they were using Americans, I believe, to get American money. And so God wanted to show me, because I'm pretty naive, I can just give, give, give. But He wants you to be careful and to test the waters and to see if these people are real. Then the second one I want to, I've seen the work of God and how mm. when He is at... When people are actually flowing through the Holy Spirit and they're working for the glory of God, there is a complete difference. Yeah. So it is important to be a giving person, but to also... Put, when God tells you don't give your money, listen to Him. There's usually a reason.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and then, you know, but it's okay to give. You can't out-give God. Just make sure we're praying and in prayer. And if He says don't and He says go instead of give, go. You know, right. listen to Him, you know.
0: Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's so true. And I oftentimes think of like the Holy Spirit. I believe it talks about this in John, how... John was talking to Nicodemus about mm-hmm. this concept of being born again and Nicodemus is like I don't understand that and mm-hmm. he's like you know it's kind of like the spirit how it's like the wind you don't know what direction it where it's blowing mm-hmm. or where it's coming from but you can feel it mm-hmm. and so I feel oftentimes that is like the holy spirit and when you talk about you know go and stay and turn right and turn left i oftentimes think of like that's like a good analogy of the holy spirit and so when you are in prayer about like lord should i give to here and he says yes or no that's like that's like the wind of the holy spirit that's giving you the direction of where to go so i think that's kind of a cool analogy in that aspect but Jeannie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast i truly believe that god is going to use your testimony to bless people and um just make an impact there's one person out there that really needed to hear it and i'm a true believer that Like if it's for the one person, then God gets all the Mm -hmm. glory for it. And I'm just so thankful that you were obedient to coming on and you just dedicated this time. So thank you so much for that. And know that it's not my testimony. It's God. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Actually, I do ask people this question is if you could give one piece of advice to a new believer or someone who's searching after God, what, what advice would you give them?
1: I would say get around other Christians. Um, go through a discipling class. Um, it's really important to get rooted mm. in the Word, get rooted in Christianity. You know, it's not just about going to church. Church is where you find your community, but you need to get rooted because if you're not rooted in the beginning, it's easy to just get blown away when something comes yeah. along. So I would say take the time. Find a couple of Christian friends. Don't be afraid to pray for somebody to come alongside of you and to walk with you for that first year to help you get rooted. Yeah. I think that's really important. And then as time goes, you're going to come through different people. But really to stay in that Christian community yeah. and, you know, to be that vessel. But God um, will deliver. And I just think that's the main thing is to get rooted that first yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Amen.
0: That's such That's great advice. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. All right. Do you want to close us in prayer? That'd be great. Yeah. Awesome.
1: Dear Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, I just thank you for this time. I thank you for this podcast, and I thank you for your um, Holy Spirit that I get to walk with it daily. And Lord, um, we come before you humbly, and we thank you for being present in our life. And we thank you for our families and our friends and our community that we get to walk with. And and the iron gets to sharpen iron, but Lord, we just ask that you go to that one person, um, nudge them to listen to the podcast, whoever it may be, Lord, and, and if it can touch you and glorify somebody, Lord, I just thank you for that, and I thank you for who you are, God, and all the blessings in our life, and be with this podcast and help it spread the world to the world, and I pray this all in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Jeannie, for coming on. Mm -hmm. I am so blessed, and I know that other people will be blessed too. Thank you. You just finished another episode of the Seeking After Him podcast. I'm over here giving you a virtual hug and a high five for making it this far. If you are interested in checking out more information or staying in touch throughout the week, you can head on over to the Seeking After Him social media platforms on Instagram and Facebook at Seeking After Him Podcast. I can't wait to chat again next week, friend. See you soon.